Welcome to episode 59 of the Big Conspire from the UK. It's the year 2020 and I'm 47 years old. Uh, I'm Rick. I'm Lee. This is my cohort, my big brother, who's looked after me through my, well, a fair bit through my life. Uh, We're the Big Conspire. We're talking all things conspiracy. This is episode 59, as I said already, and um, welcome. How's it going, bro? It's it's fine, but it's not episode. It's not um, 2020. Oh. It's 2022. I said I said 2022. No, you didn't. I'm pretty sure I said 2020. Oh, I was thinking 22, not 2020. Maybe it's 2020. We've gone back in time. <gasps> oh, that's a conspiracy for you. All right. Well, it's 2022. I'm pretty sure I said that. Um, 2020 was pretty shit. I think, can't remember. It's really gone quick, hasn't it? You think these last couple of years? Yep. Like shit's just flown by. I was talking to my wife earlier. So it was just it's like this whole year is just again. Why, why does it go? I mean, it's that um, quintessential sort of question, isn't it? Or thing people say when you get older, it goes quicker. Do you think it's because you have less fun? I thought it's just stuff. Well, stuff's supposed to go, doesn't it? Stuff's supposed to go quick when you're having fun. But, you know, we just sort of spend obviously like eight, nine hours a day doing work, which is fucking shit. And then you come home and you're just knackered, really. So it's eight hours a day doing work and the rest of it just trying to like recover from work isn't it? and then you get to the weekend it's still like a bit of recut i mean you try and fit some other stuff in you know i don't know family stuff when you you know you've got to do shit and then it's really just work and recovery really i mean great and then you, do- <laughs> and then you die and then you die i mean i'm just trying to i'm just trying to work out why it goes so quickly but it just does it's just fucking fl- think about it right i just can't get my head around this i'm 47 now in 13 years time i will be 60 Okay. I'll be like sick. I'll be an old guy. Like I'm not quite an old guy now. I'm getting older. But in like, just takes. So you go from like thirteen years. I know. I mean, thirteen years. There's a lot can happen in thirteen years. But I've been married for like thirteen years now, and that's just flown by ridiculously. So another thirteen years. I'll be sixty. It's like the fuck. You know, it's like I don't know. It happens. It happens. Hopefully, I mean, if you if you're blessed, you get to sixty. You know. Yeah, the way the world's going, I'm not sure we're going to make it. Quite possibly not. I also, I, I always see myself uh, in post-apocalyptic mode, but actually, most of the dreams that I have, it's just as the apocalypse is sort of going down, and I don't, you know, it's not usually afterwards. So, I don't know. You're never surviving. Never, never. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, we had a chat. Do, about do you really want to? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course we, did. we had. I mean, you suppose you do because it's just a natural human um, thing to survive whatever's going. I mean, you just do, don't you? You can't help it. You're like, I just, I'm going to fucking, I'm, I've got 90% burns, but I'm getting fucking, fuck you. You know what I mean? You just, we just sort of cling on. 
I mean, you know, a fair amount of people just don't want to, you know, and 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 take take the way out, take the other way out. But um, just that just that sort of survival thing. We just want to just be there, like we, we deny death. I I um I don't say I embrace death. I don't embrace death because I think life is a gift, and you you've got to try and I don't know take all your opportunities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I have no fear of death. I fear of dying, but I've got no fear of the Being actual dead. Yeah, because I know we don't die. You know, I've, I I have zero fear. I've, obviously, you know, my the whole concern is leave it. You know, the, how people will cope without you but i mean i will cope fine without you don't worry you know exactly whatever you do don't you i mean you you grieve you grieve your your, the loss of your person and it's a horrible it's a horrible space in your life that person isn't there but you just you fill it with other things don't you and you get on and everybody just gets on and that's just how you know life is fill it with beer Um, and chocolate it with beer and chocolate yeah well i've got jack gentleman jack I don't consider it Jack Daniels. I consider it a bit better than Jack Daniels. Ew. Only a couple. Of, <laughs> do you? I do. Only a couple of pounds more expensive than Jack Daniels, but it's still slightly more expensive nonetheless. Smoother on the palate. Smoother on the palate. It was um twenty-two pounds from Costco. So there you go. Good Cheers. for you. Cheers. Cheers. Anyway, so what's been happening in your um, conspiracy crazy world? Nothing crazy world of Lee. Nothing. Nothing. No, no crazy. No craziness going down. Now, I, think, I think you made no, no craziness. I think you said mm. nothing. Yeah, nothing. No I craziness. Think, I was going no, a bit. I was going a bit low in the old speakage. Was it no? Um, you've had no, no extras with the deer. You know your deer thing and your no, deer last story and couple of weeks since because we haven't been around for a couple of weeks. Haven't been well, breaks. been around. We just haven't done a show. Uh, no, yeah, had, I had anything. I've, I've, my dreams have been all. Nothing. I haven't had any strangeness pop up in my life, I don't think. Mm. What I have been doing is working on my garden, which has been a lot of hard work. That's, um, that's good stuff. You know, digging up trees, chopping down trees, digging up trees. I've been like a tree surgeon now. Pretty much. Pretty good. I fucking hate gardening. Yeah, me too. It's almost as bad as we're doing the washing up. i got to put a fence See, up tomorrow. You've got a fence? Well, I've got one I've got to need to construct. You what you you what you building one? You made yeah, one? I'm building one. We get fence posts, you get the panels. Well not like the pre made panels, I'm gonna make a fence. Okay, awesome. I think that's because after I pulled up all the trees and bushes and chopped them all down, now I've got a big I need to put something <laughs> it's up between my like... Yeah, me and my guard me a neighbour's garden. We need to put a fence up. So I'm gonna okay. build a fence. I'll enjoy that. I would offer to help you, but I ain't. I'm going to yeah. barbecue instead. I wouldn't I wouldn't um, ask for your help. You're terrible. I am. I simply am, yeah. Well, I don't know. I've grown stuff in my garden this year. I've had potatoes and courgettes and I was um things, lots of chilies. Because I'm still going back and listening to some of our old uh, episodes to try and catalogue what we was talking about. Because I forgot. Right. And one I listened to, it was today actually. The chat was the chat was um you was going to use your bow and arrow, but you hadn't. You was talking about growing stuff in your garden, but it was going a bit wrong. Something was going mouldy, and you That's also year, yeah. you was also talking about um, doing Falun Gong or whatever it was. How did, oh, how Fulong did that, Gong? Yeah, Falun Gong. How did that go? It didn't last very long, well, did it? But I did manage to grow things in my garden. And, so and one you, out of three. Okay, uh, no, no. There's another one as well. You was also um, going to take up becoming a spiritual medium. 
I am a spiritual medium. I am a spiritual medium. It didn't go, did it? I get, I get so distracted by yeah. everything. I've I thought that when I was, as I was listening to it, I was thinking, he never done that. I forgot to ask him about it. Like It was probably a year ago now. I, I, I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, the spiritual medium thing is a continuous quest. Um, so it's not, a, it's not something that I've put down. No, but the way you were but, speaking is if you was going to put like real effort into it and real, you know, meditation, uh, try and contact right. and, and do a thing. Well, I still, I would, I would say no, but I would say I haven't completely. It's not something I stopped doing exactly because I'm, I mean, I've, yeah, I'd say it's not something I I've stopped doing, but yeah, but also I haven't followed through with what no, my... but the way you were speak, the way you were speaking <laughs> well, you... is if you were going to be like really into it and you were going to, you know, put time and effort into yeah, honing these skills you think you might have. I, I get so, I get so distracted by things. Well, there you, there you go. You've just gone through, was that in one episode? Yeah, yeah. It was talking about, because obviously go. the bow and arrow was an ongoing thing and then it was you growing and I was asking you about that and then you said about becoming, because it was, you were thinking about potentially because we were talking about the jabs and you know whether you're going to be forced and you might lose your job and you're looking for other ways to make money you thought i could be a spiritual medium and make money that way well, <laughs> which was a little bit ridiculous but hey if, well if i'd been forced to um retire my job because of the jab because there's no way i'd ever taken it and I'm, i think i've been vindicated um right in a different world i would be a spiritual medium like that okay. Fair enough. Ding, ding, ding. In that episode as well, we were quite um, worried about the whole jab thing and about them, them, the government, you know, forcing it on us. And we thought it was we thought it was going to be coming in the future, and it never Still, appeared, did it? Never appeared. Not 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 the forcing, no. But I mean, you've got some other shit on the horizon. Oh, it hasn't gone away. It could be, you know, it was all part of a test. When you look back oh. now, it's all part of a test for the next one that's coming well, down I, the line. I, I, I still think they didn't need to do. They need to mandate it for everybody because they got eighty percent of the population to to take the poison, and that's eighty percent of the population are going to be dying from it. Yeah, but that's in hindsight. When we was, if you went back and listened yeah, to no, the episode, yeah. we seemed quite worried about being forced to, or it worried, making our life we really. Li yeah, we sounded we yeah, sounded we a little bit worried because you know we, I, I, we were yeah, contemplating I mean, being forced to take the yeah. jab. And having to fight people with my bow and arrow because they're yeah. uh, banging on your door, sort of, you know, true. They, it was a worry, wasn't it? I mean, it was a concern. Um, uh, that concern, particular concern at the moment has gone away, but, you know, it's going to uh, rear really ugly head. You've got this monkeypox shit that they're trying to just, for whatever reason, just push um, through. And Before we go off on that, one other thing. We were, back then, we were talking about um, China being a threat rather than Russia. We thought it was going to be right. the, the whole China thing. We didn't even mention Russia. You think about Ukraine or anything? Nah, but... it was not right. even on the horizon back then. Well, well okay. we never picked up on it. It was more, you know, thinking well, Russia. Well, it might come out of China. China's very much on the on the um, uh, scope now, isn't it? Very much in the, you know, the um, as a threat. Oh, definitely. To... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, don't I mean, there's I've... there's shit coming down the line. We're not even we're not even thinking about them at the moment. Oh yeah, definitely. Of course. Yeah, you'd be like, mm -hmm. oh fuck. We've got we, the we, food we shortages and the. The problem with um, uh, food shortages, fuel shortages, yeah. you know, we've yeah. got that coming down. Massive problems in, I don't know, most of the world in the UK, definitely with cost of living. Finance. Uh, but there's, there's other stuff yeah, yeah. that we're not even, we don't even know what's going to happen at the moment. That will surprise us. Why don't we know? Why I don't know, because we, we just haven't thought of, because they've got plans that they're doing that we don't haven't thought of all we can see is the big plans that we know are coming like the the shortages 
But there's other not, stuff. Not the other sneaky ones that they sneak yeah. in. And you're like, well, fuck did that come They say like, like monkeypox is a thing now. It's not a thing, but it's a thing for, for gay people, or as they they seem oh. to be calling them men who have sex with men. They don't seem to be calling them gay people anymore. It just uh, maybe they're not gay. Maybe they're just like having sex with men. <laughs> well, I think that makes you gay, but. It's as maybe if they're they trying to, they're... Maybe they don't fancy men, they just like having sex with them. Does oh. that still make you gay or does it mean you like it having sex with them? still makes you gay. You, you fancy women, but you quite like having sex with men. Gay. I'm just, they're just gay. changing the terminology. <laughs> they're changing it from gay to men who have sex with men. Yeah, it's know. like... I don't know, it's a strange um, thing. It's quite a strange thing, yeah. I, didn't, I haven't really noticed that. Oh, maybe you're paying a bit too much attention. Maybe. To, uh... To the men. Um, cheers <laughs> yeah the monkey pox thing is a bit strange and that's all people are lining up to get um like vaccinated against monkey pox but that's a trial vaccine as well it's not even a yeah and point uh, out the uh isn't the our old the, the COVID jab still a trial vaccine it's all it's a still trial. a trial it's still a trial vaccine everything's, yeah everything's a trial everything's a scam anyway what do you want to uh, before you go off and talk some news and that bro Asha have you had any meaningful dreams I had one, no, I, <laughs> the bottom line is no, but I did have one fully lucid dream, or would I, can I really say do. fully, well, fully lucid, a lucid moment dream will do. in the dream, okay. yeah, oh, it, was, right. it was, I was, I drove, I was, uh, I was in my, my work van, I drove into the depot, this is my dream, uh, the depot, uh, the warehouse was empty, no other vans, nobody in there, just reversed it up, and I thought, Hmm, this is a bit strange. Why is there nobody here? And I went, ah, oh, I'm dreaming. Yeah, and I went, I'm lucid. Woohoo! And I ran down the warehouse, just to go and do some lucid dreaming, lucid stuff. And then it all went all fucking pear shaped. I was like, oh no, hold on to it. And because I got so excited. And, and you it woke just, up. It, it, it phased, yeah, basically it phased out. Yeah. So it was like, it was like fully, you know, I was like, fuck yeah. Go and, I don't know, feel some titties or whatever in lucid dream like that. <laughs> it was, yeah, I, yeah. It, it was just like I can go and do what I want, and it was like, yeah. I think it's because of um, I, I started my own lucid dream, lucid dreaming um, website, and I think it's because I was sort of thinking about that, and you know, and investigating, answering some questions that people are putting on Facebook and Quora and stuff like that, and I, obviously it came through. It does work, but um, that's the only one I haven't really had any. Um, no, no, I've, I, I had a. Can't explain it. There's no point me going into my space station dream. Let's not bother. Please, because please don't go into my because there's not enough info. It did it did feel significant, but I'm not going to go there. So yeah, no. Yeah, um. So have you had any? You did say you haven't had any. No, I've had anything. I, well, I haven't even been um, remembering my dreams. So we've just missed two weeks. The first week we had a family. We had my mother's birthday, so we took her out for a meal. It happened to be on a Friday. And then last week I was away. I went to Wookie Hole, in which is in the UK. It's a it's one of the first. I think it's the first place where someone in the UK done deep, uh, done di uh, cave diving. You know, like in caves, investigating underground water cave. You know, like I think I'm sure it's yeah. the, it was the first place. Anyway, I done. Um, I went. This is just the reason why we weren't there last week. So we 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 went. I went to Wookie Hole, and I done. Um, uh, splunking, splunking, which is basically caving. <laughs> I'm like crawling through on my belly through caves and abseiling and all that stuff, and it was pretty good. Um, I had nothing, I didn't do it. There was no, uh, 
they've it was supposed to be made like I don't know a bit haunted or something like that. But I, there was nothing. I there was nothing. I didn't pick up on anything. Although there was just one thing while I was underground. I was like at the back of the line, and everyone else had climbed up this fucking two hundred foot thing, and I was at the back, and I was just looking at the. It really doesn't mean anything, but just looking at the walls, and they kind of like. Uh, sort of seemed alive like it was like almost like tendons like because it was obviously in these in these caves and they looked wet and like tendon and it almost seemed like i don't know like some creature might crawl out towards me you're in the belly of the beast yeah i mean it looked like it it, yeah i can't explain it it looked quite sinister i felt it did feel then something felt sinister um but it obviously was just me my mind playing tricks with me and yeah and i didn't I, i didn't there's no way me being underground and it can like fall on my head. There's no way was I challenging the, the universe to give me a sign or any shit. That I was like, nah, I, don't, I wasn't even going to think about it. I was like, nah, nah, you're the boss. I'm getting, you know, water's a different thing. Being under there, whatever. Nah, I mean, yeah, yeah, the absolute work, you know, mercy of the, I mean, there's never, I don't think anyone's ever died under there from like the cave, not in recent times from the cave collapse or anything like that or caves collapsing. But there's no way I was even putting my energy into give me some kind of um, experience. Well, nah, fuck that, man. <laughs> Obviously, I'd like to have seen something a bit odd, but not not from a sort of a, a cave crushing my head kind of thing. Anyway, that was that. So you didn't get I, did, I, I could see Wiki Hole from the um, from from the I did, I done a, like a um, basically like the cabalistic cross of light and. Um, uh, called called the call, called the quarters at night just to bring some positivity to I don't know whatever's going on with, with us, and the hill that I was on I could see Glastonbury Tor, and it just felt that did feel like a bit magical, um, and there were rabbits running around me, but other than that, no, nothing, no, nothing. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. That was a, a magical time for you there, but you didn't actually see anything. You didn't. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't your, your, um, magical. But... Your mediumship didn't come through. No, <laughs> I, I. To be honest with you, the last um, because you just start saying, you know, saying about the mediumship and saying it never goes away. I did kind of feel yesterday dad about, but I don't know if that's. I don't know if that is me feeling dad's about or wishful thinking. You know, like one of those. You know, like it's just a reflection of what I was thinking about, you know, because I, as far as I'm, I haven't really had anything in my dreams or anything or dad popping in or anything like that. And it kind of like, boop, I was like, feels like I can't explain to you if you're not into um, mediumship or anything like that. You, you And you don't kind of get that feeling. I can't explain, you know, like, you know, a certain energy. So that sort of felt a little bit like dad was about for whatever reason. Not sure. Maybe because I don't really know. Anyway, kind of mumbling on there a little bit. You but... certainly are. <laughs> anyway, right, moving on. You got any news for us, bro? Uh, I've got a couple of things. There's nothing, I mean, it was a bit... Well, just in the news at the moment, you've got this thing in China, haven't you? Or Taiwan. Pelosi went to China. And met up Taiwan. Before she... Taiwan, sorry. And um, before she went, the Chinese said that if um, basically Pelosi goes there, they're consider it an act of war. And, you know, shit will go down. But she went and they were just like, oh, it's not quite an act of war. We're just going to yeah. 
surround the um the island and do some live fire drills and if you do it again it's gonna be an act of war yeah obviously china are not you know not super keen on start a war no i think they're waiting for the economic collapse in america and the food shortages and rights and stuff like that before they actually once uh, america has to start looking after itself maybe then taiwan sorry china will invade taiwan because america won't be able to sort of respond um, and also, you might be waiting for maybe it to escalate a bit more. In, I know we talked about this before, maybe for, for, uh, escalate maybe more in Europe with uh, Ukraine before China does anything. But we'll, uh, you know, wait, wait, see what happens on. Maybe, but also the psychology of that is um, nothing brings a country together more than a war, does it? Um, Usually. Or, or nothing can divide a country more than a war as well. I mean, it can work both ways. I don't think so. Yeah, well, you see, with the recession, with the way the economy is going, every country probably, like, governments are like, yeah, let's have a war, because it will distract people's minds. It's like, well, it's fucking everybody's going to be fighting, so you're not going to save yourselves, you idiots. You're just going to kill yourselves. I mean, yeah. Um, they got plans, bro. they got plans we don't even see at the moment. Yeah, we know there's plans. Right, let me start with this story. It's a bit, I I just, it popped up earlier and it's disturbing as fuck and it's not really a conspiracy. Um, I just felt like I had to talk about it. Basically, it's a a horror story. Girl who chewed through restraints to escape was held captive with dismembered remains of mother and brother. Basically, this poor girl, she's a 12-year-old girl in America on her, um, uh, basically on a... um, like a caravan park, you know, trailer park. And the mum's met up with this Mexican geezer and he's turned into obviously being not bit not very nice work and he's killed the mum, dismembered her, and killed the brother who's fourteen and basically taken the the young, you know, girl abducted her and well, you know, kept her there and she's basically chewed for her restraints to get away from him and then was found by Somebody who, you know, gave reported the police and stuff like that. I just thought, I don't know, it just come up and I just thought it just what well, I just horrifying. F- it's absolutely horrifying. And whatever you're going through, you know, you think, Oh god, I've had a bad day. That's a fucking bad day, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, how, how is that poor girl ever, 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 ever gonna re- she's not gonna ever recover from shit like that? Not but it just proves, you know, like you've got uh, you know, you sit on the bus and you sit next to people. Most people don't see the next people, but you know, like whoever's next, you just don't know, do you? You don't know the next person. What are they like? You know, you have some, we all have um, these weird, devious thoughts just that pop in your head, and you just think, where the fuck did that come from? But these people would have followed that shit through, you know? Yeah. They'll tie you up and they'll eat you and, and just, oh, God, yeah. So I'm glad I've got my bow and arrow still, even if I ain't used it yet. So if, if shit goes down, just the depraved motherfuckers that are going to be. You know, you've seen these films like The Road and, and Red Books and Brat Apocalypse and that. That ain't nothing compared to what these monsters are going to be about. Sorry, that's that. I mean, I know that's dark as dark as shit, but people just, I tell you, just don't know. You just don't know what's, so, so you don't know what. Obviously, they arrested the man for the murdering the oh, yeah. woman and the son. And he was he was been he had been deported to Mexico and then somehow come back or whatever. And then, but, but yeah, it's just. They just let them through. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, I'm just saying that there are monsters and um, there are monsters when, out there. And when, when, when this shit goes down, honestly, you've got to be a, I don't know, a monster hunter or something like that because, yeah, bad times. I don't, I don't know if I've got anyway. it. I don't know if I've got it in me to be a monster hunter. Anyway, be a monster what else hunter. 
I got, I ain't got it in me to be. I got, I got a story. This is this okay, is cool. also horrifying. I believe the first synthetic mouse embryos, complete with beating hearts and brains, created with no sperm, eggs, or womb. Way go science! How do they do it? For the first time, scientists have created mouse embryos in the lab without using any egg or sperm, and watch them grow outside the womb. To achieve this feat, the researchers used only stem cells and a spinning device filled with shiny glass vials. The experiment is a game changer, Alfonso Martinez Arias. Developed, developed, hold on, developmental biologist at the Pompu Fabra University in Barcelona, who was not involved in the research, told the Washington Post. Why are they asking him? Why don't they go and ask the research? Anyway, this is an important landmark in our understanding of how embryos build themselves, he said. It's also an important landmark in making people without having people. It is making people, yeah. Well, it yeah. is, because if you can make some, if you just get stem cells and then you can make whatever, they can make mice without having sperm or eggs or a womb, then they're, they're, to... they're going to be down to do the same thing with people. They're going to be down to grow people without sperm or eggs or without a womb. Well, could, could, did the, um, could the... Could the would a would a mice cognitive? Or no, no, it didn't. It didn't get that far. Right. The breakthrough experiment described as a, in a report published on Monday, which was August the first, in the journal Cell, took place in a specially designed bioreactor that serves as an artificial womb for developing embryos. Within the device, embryos float in a small beaker of nutrient-filled solution, and the beakers are all locked into a spinning cylinder that keeps them in a constant motion. This movement stimulates how blood and nutrients flow to the placenta. The device also replicates the atmosphere pressure of a mouse's uterus, according to a statement from the Weissman Institute of Science in Israel, where the research was conducted. Go Israel! Ooh. In a previous you know, experiment sorry, described in the journal Nature in 2021, the team used the bioreactor to grow natural mouse embryos, which reached day 11 of the development in the device. That really showed that mammalian, mammalian embryos can grow outside the uterus. It's not really patterning or sending signals to the embryo so much as providing nutritional support. Jacob Hanna, an embryonic stem cell biologist at the Weissman and senior author of both studies, told news company. What was she going to say? Um, let, me well, no, no. let me read a bit more of this. Hold on. After their initial success with natural embryos, the researchers wanted to try their hand at growing lab-made embryos in a mechanical womb. To do so, they applied a chemical treatment to mouse stem cells that reset them into a naive state from which they could morph into any type of cell, heart, liver, brain, or otherwise. In a fraction of these naive cells, the team applied additional treatments to switch on genes required to make the placenta. And in a third group of cells, they applied treatments to switch on genes to make the yolk sac. We gave these two groups of cells a transient push to, get, to give rise to the embryotic tissue that sustain and develop an embryo. The scientists then placed these three groups of stem cells into an artificial womb to mix and mingle. The three flavors of cells soon became together to form clumps, but only about 50 of the 10,000 cellular clumps continued to develop into embryo-like structures and those that did only survived in the bioreactor for 8.5 days. Over the course of the five day, 8.5 days, or nearly half of a typical mouse's pregnancy, the initial spherical embryos stretched out and became cylindrical, 
as would be expected of natural embryos. The beginnings of the central nervous system began to emerge by day six and soon gave rise to tiny wrinkled brain. By day eight, the embryos had developed intestinal tracts and small beating hearts that pushed blood through uh, blood stem cells through newly formed vessels. The shape of internal structures and gene structure in the synthetic embryos differed slightly from those found in natural mouse embryos, the team noted. So they need they got some work to do to make them match. I mean, there's there's more. They say just growing these fucking fake mice. Uh, they all like the mouse thing. They always do stuff with mice before they do stuff with humans, don't they? So, well, I mean, this is what's released. Who knows what they're doing with fucking humans? Like, do you know what they do? That's. I mean, I've talked about this before, but the reason you've got like Mothman and shit like that and Dog Face, Dog Man, whatever, is because they've messed with humans and and animals. So that, that's why they're there. You know. Yeah. I I think I, I, I this is just what you know they're they're always. Was it thirty years ahead of the technology that we think they've got? Something like that, isn't it? That's what they say. Yeah, you know. I mean, hold, hold that thought. The, the thirty years ago. Anyway, I'm not next... sure about the actual time, but anyway, you know, our next challenge is to understand how stem cells know what to do, how they self-assemble into organs and find their way into their assigned spots inside an embryo. Uh, and because our system, unlike a womb, is transparent, it may prove useful for modelling birth and implantation defects of human embryos. In addition to serving as a research model, the artificial womb could also someday serve as an incubator for cells, tissues and organs grown for transplant procedures, he said. This is just one step, but a very important step for us to be able to study early development. Anyway, it just goes on. Frankenstein shit going on here. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Um... I mean, they'll be like, we... Well, you know they want to do it for to grow like organs and stuff like that, don't they? Yeah, that's that's what you just said. I mean, that, that's what they'll say for organs. But I mean, be interesting again. Noise in my kitchen. Um, it'd be interesting to know. I mean, because they did the uh, the actually they said the the mice only lasted eight point five days, but is that it? Didn't say whether they. They lasted and then they were terminated because that's yeah. often what happens, isn't it? You know, you get at a certain stage, they, because if it gets through a certain time, then it's like unethical, etc. So, um, would I mean, I don't want them to do it, but it'd be right because for, for 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 things like the soul, you know, I 100% believe we're we're a spirit being. We've got a body, not the other way around. So, it would be. I mean, crikey, I'm not. This is going to sound like bad. Frankenstein, but just for just for ob observations purposes, it'd be interesting if they could grow a human to know whether the human would have a soul. You know, like would it be completely cognitive, like we are with feelings and etc. I mean, is that you know? Well, if you grow a human, it, it would be it, if you if you taught it how to well, have feelings. No, if it if it did, I mean, it doesn't. That doesn't. That's not necessarily true. I mean, if what do you mean? It's not necessarily true. Well, because there may be a thing where we are what we are because of our, you know, spiritual heritage. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to just be because of our physical uh, physiology, etc. So he might be able to grow just the the body, etc. And he maybe it'd be like an autom automaton without any. Um, actual human characteristics, but saying that, I mean, 
I'm not sure how much. Uh, then you have to ask where do human let, characteristics come from. Let me explain something. Um, right. The um, the idea is there is a, a sort of a a school of thought that says that we pick who we're born. Where you know we we we're sort of floating around, blah blah blah, and then we see someone having I don't know sex or you know you 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 basically get to decide what body you're born into. Yeah, as you know, you're yeah you you're incarnated. Yeah. Well, so it's still you well, maybe... could still pick you could still pick to be born into a created uh, body that didn't have parents. You know, that would still be a, a choice, a valid could. choice. That's what I meant. So it wouldn't necessarily prove that, uh, you know, a soul either way. That, no, that, you know, I, I was asking, I, I was like, you know, asking that question and deciding a different. Sorry, you look at me like I'm a spaz, but, you know, no, it's no, like... you're just saying about souls. And maybe if you're human, you get a soul. Whether no matter yeah. how you've grown. Does, made. does a mouse get a soul? I don't know. Does it? Maybe all animals do. Maybe. I don't know how it works. I don't know how this shit works. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the matrix works, but no, it's definitely um, it, it's again very interesting to know how far we are as a you know like a civilization. What what people have been doing with whatever they've been doing. What? Well, what do we know? What don't we know that they know? Do you know what I mean? That's what I mean. Oh, you know, from okay, science, yeah. Science, you know, all science the shit. Yeah, especially just I mean. Obviously, science is very advanced throughout the universe. We're talking about our planet. I know I'm going a bit off on... Yeah, just going a bit mental now. Yeah, feeling a bit, feeling a bit like that. A bit scatterbrained tonight, actually. A bit. Um, it's just the whole thing about the soul, something else. But scientists growing mice without fucking wombs or sperm or whatever. Yeah. You know, they do it. They know somewhere someone's doing it to humans. The thing is... If they can do that, then the whole thing about depopulation and you think, oh, they need to keep a section of the population for reproduction. If they can just grow people in a womb without like an artificial womb, they don't need to keep anyone, do you? You just told you that already. Don't need us, bro. I know. But now it's now, now you know. Getting... Now, now, now you know, Stanley. Now, now you know, Stanley. <laughs> now it's fact. Yeah. Or it now will you know. Be. They can get rid of us, and they don't. They don't fucking need us at all. They fucking lizards don't need us. Plus, what? Just like an in in a, um, eternal food source for them as well, isn't it? Could be. Oh, yeah, plus they could just grow the meat, can't they? Yeah, no. they can do that anyway. You've had wrong that in every respect. Well, oh, everything is wrong. Yeah, it's definitely a yeah, and it's definitely um a Noah's Ark shit coming up soon, like. What do you mean by Noah's Ark? Well, like because um, uh, they we brought the you know, flood was brought about to get rid of all the dodgy. Uh, dodgy I haven't got a clue what you're going shit. on about. Oh, because they got rid of you know they uh, God came along and made the flood to get rid of all the giants who were, I don't know, fornicating and eating oh, okay, okay. And stuff. That's what I meant. All bad shit. Shit's going to come along to get rid of the bad shit. Right, I've got something. Uh. Rainwater everywhere on Earth, unsafe to drink due to forever chemicals, study finds. Rainwater almost everywhere on Earth has unsafe levels of forever chemicals, according to new research. Per and poly... Oh, there we go. I'm going to nail this shit. Per and polyfluorouracil... 
kill substances are a large family of human-made chemicals that don't occur in nature. Yeah, say that for... again. Per and polyfluoracyl substances. Okay, nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, they're known as forever chemicals because they don't break down in the environment. Uh, they are have non-stick and stain repellent properties, so it can be found in household items like food packaging, electronic cosmetics, and cookware. But now researchers at the University of Stockholm have found them in rainwater in most locations on the planet, including Antarctica. There is no safe space to escape them. Um, safe guideline levels for some of these forever chemicals have dropped dramatically over the last two decades due to the new insights into their toxicity. There have been astounding declining guideline values for PFAS in drinking water in the last 20 years. Based Ian Cousins, lead author of the study and professor of the Department of Environmental so, Science. So what you're trying to say after all this is basically... I haven't finished yet. Yeah, well, it's boring me. So How rude. I mean, okay, it might be. Like, we, we get the idea. Said, There's chemicals actually, and everything. There's like little microchemicals. This is important, this last little bit. Okay, so go on. Do desist. For one well-known substance like the cancer-causing perfluoratanoic acid, have declined by 37.5 million times in the US. So 37.5 million. I don't understand how it can even possibly be that. Basically, the water guidelines for safety water is like, doesn't fucking matter. I was like, just drink dirty, nasty poisoned water no you know. microplastic infused water it's everywhere it's everywhere so but it does so it doesn't matter like you, i mean i drink bottled water so you know what i mean I, i'm i'm fucked i'm double fucked I drink tap water i don't drink don't touch tap water unless i've um uh, filtered it and I, I generally don't or boiled it i mean that does get rid of microplastics but i mean what can i do if it's in the bloody rainwater what can you do it's in antarctica we are well into like the 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 insects are dying, so that's the food chain gone. Our food chain's dying, so that's food chain gone. The, the, the water's, whatever's, we're dead. We're extinct. You might as well just get, you know, I mean, we're just living through the end times now. Yeah, but Sorry, they're making lots is, of money. But this is, I'm looking at trying to make a bit more money. Does it fucking matter? None of it matters, man. We're like, I mean, it's pretty doomy gloomy, isn't it? But how can, you, put a, how can you spin a good light on every, all rainwater across the entire world? Is going to kill you. You know what I mean? Because if they put that, imagine if they put that on the news, everyone would watch it, and then they, people would be like, oh well, shrug their shoulders. You're right. When's, when's Love Island on? Whoever the fuck. Exactly. Yeah. Is. No, that's that's 100 percent true. Oh, well. Like, it just would take. There is um. Oh, I've been reading some stuff about the the jab and uh, how it, you know 100 percent is um gets rid of you resistance to cancer and it's like. Oh, fuck it. Do you know what? Just fucked. We're fucked. Pretty much. We're, we're literally... Why? I mean... Through all the times all, all the, of human history, we sort of think, why was I born now? And then I think I probably wasn't just born now. I was probably born throughout history. Keep getting coming back. And this is just another experience to, you know, top it all off. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say. That's, I don't know what to say either. I'm going to go sleep depressed tonight, I think. And that's the whole, that's what the big conspired does. Yeah, to I think you need everybody. to just like shrug your shoulders what? and be like, whatever. Oh, yeah, it's nothing to do about on. it. Yeah, well, there is, I mean, just flick through TikTok. What the fuck is that? That is, that is social conditioning 101. That is that that thing. I just, it certainly blows is. my mind. I can't help but look at it. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? 
what the fuck? Seriously. And I'm like, I just, oh, just, <laughs> oh, I just, uh, I, I don't know what to say. I'm just, right. Stunned, do, stunned by TikTok. I'm, I'm stunned by everything, bro. Everything. Um, oh, this is like hide. It's not really. Um, Taiwan, 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 I can't even say that. Nailed it. Tycoon pledges $100 million to defend Ireland from evil China. Hold evil on. Did China. you say pledges? <laughs> did I? I forgot I said that. Pledges. He pledges. pledges. I think I did pledges say pledges. is a better word. It is. He pledges uh, a Taiwanese microchip tycoon has pledged $100 million towards his country's defences and urged citizens to stand up to the evil Chinese Communist Party. You would think... Oh, hang on, let's just read a bit more of this before we go. In a spirited press conference, Robert Sale said he was donating the money to Taiwan's Defence Department to help safeguard freedom and democracy and human rights. A 75-year-old urged people to stand up and fight rather than give away unification with a gang of outlaws. Um, I'd imagine if he's like a tycoon, he's probably got a fair bit more money than that. And as his whole livelihood is dependent on it, he should probably spend every penny on defending Taiwan. You know, or he'll just leave the leave because he's got loads of money. He's probably doing that from a penthouse in America. I was, I was just know, about to say, I bet he's made that statement he's not from even there, somewhere yeah. else in the world. And he's seventy-five, like he gives a fuck anyway. And a hundred million, what's that? Might as well Nothing, piss into the wind what's against China. I mean, how much are they? How much money they shipped over to um, Ukraine? It's in the billions, isn't it? Billions. Yeah. Hundreds yeah, of yeah. billions. A hundred million yeah. is nothing. It's like, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was just a story, and I just thought I'd do that. Hundred million. My, you can. You can if you get a, like a few good weeks on the Euro Millions, you can win that. Yeah, wouldn't mind. I wouldn't be donating it, donating it to um, stand with Taiwan. I I pledge, I pledge my winnings to Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, that that was just a little uh, a silly little story. My last, my last, uh, I think it's my last story. Yeah, it's my last but not least story. So it's a bit bit thin on the old stories this week, but I suppose whatever. Good, because they're going for too long. I know, the Biden administration declares monkeypox a public health emergency. Again. Department of Health and Human... Well, no, it's not again, is it? It's the, well, whatever. Actually, actually said it's like, in light of evolving circumstances on the ground, I'm declaring a public health emergency on monkeypox. We are prepared to take our response to the next level in addressing the virus. We urge every American to take monkeypox seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, blah. They're, they're like... They're declaring war on monkeypox by, but I don't know what what they're doing to do it to declare war. But uh, it's like a now really important health emergency. Don't have sex with monkeys. That's it. End of story. Do you think? Um, remember, um, it must have been last year. There was that um, report of the monkeys that escaped from. They were yes. being transported, yes. and yes. then the woman went and rubbed yes. one up, didn't she? And you reckon that's where it all comes from. She rubbed one up. I oh, know she went and had an interaction a with a monkey. Yeah, she rubbed a monkey. No, it Did came she actually from a lab. Near... Yeah, the, the the lab truck. Oh right, tipped over, didn't it? And the monkey. I don't think it's anything to do with monkeys. Though, was... is it? I don't know. It I don't know why. Is. They use monkeys to make monkeypox. Is it probably the first the first time they found the thing was in monkeys or something? That's why it's called monkeypox. Yeah, probably not. Because it the first like monkeys, when they released right? it from the lab, they probably released yeah. it in a monkey in Africa. Probably almost like no doubt but also um i don't know i can't remember what obviously what podcast but i've there is basically the cdc their next big thing but they, they've done run a drill didn't they um monkeypox where it like 
goes right around the world and has got like it's quite uh, high fatalities and stuff like that. Literally, they literally done a the next thing was monkeypox. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got, I haven't, oh, unfortunately, yeah, I've got the, you know, I've got the, archives. You're never wrong on anything, your memory's brilliant. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I can see, I can literally see my mind's eye, the, the like the, the rundown, the list of it starts where blah, you know, what I did with basically with COVID, the same sort of thing but monkeypox is the next thing that they're gonna um next world health or, or, i think it's uh, only say. affecting gay men at the moment they've done it's the not... gene therapy thing on it so it only targets the gay gene yeah but i mean gay gene gay gene gay gene but was i mean i i don't know i'll have to, I'd, i'll pull up the um the schematics for the uh gay gene yeah whatever oh, what was. are you talking what, about <laughs> the, the um the um rundown of what the yeah, okay. the, the plan. I mean, there's a whole sort of thing what they were going to do, and it's like, yeah, next thing's monkeypox. I think they're taking their time about it. Though. I think it would have been a bit quicker than normal. Anyway, that that's all my uh, all my interesting stories. That's that's it. So we've um, blown your mind with conspiracy news this week. Do you, do you think monkeypox is the the one they're going to use? I don't think it's got the legs. Got the legs and got the towel for it. All they got to do is go. Oh, it's the mutated. It's not in it. It's it's obviously. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's another cover for jab deaths, basically. Probably people will start dying from it, and it'll be, you know, you know, we had this heat last week or the week before, wherever it was, and they were like, "Oh, tens of thousands of people are going to die," and it was like a few more people. Do you have you seen the fatality rates in the countries? No, like, you know, well up above average, well, it's like ten to thirteen percent above average. Oh, what? Um, just on standard. I thought you meant from heat. But... No, no, no. Just on like standard, like the. Yeah. Uh, it's um. Apparently, well, I mean, I don't know. You know, like everything else, I only know what I'm told. Cool. What really according telling. to Twitter, it's not necessarily according to Twitter. It's according to statistical stats on Twitter. Statical people who like investigate. I mean, I don't. They showed a rundown of it, so unless they're just making it up, I suppose. That's what I'm saying. It's Twitter. It could be. Well, Twitter's still an important source of uh, news and information. No, it is. Entirely. Right, anyway. Yeah. Monkeypox, blah, whatever. Brother, so what we, we we've got a little um we've got a little segment to do, haven't we? Well but that's yeah. the end of the news. We'll fuck the news. Would you like to introduce your little segment? We was gonna talk because um we, we are gonna talk, not we much. are gonna talk about say we don't we done a an episode on reincarnation before and I can't even remember what we even said about it. I'm sure it was thrilling and entertaining. I imagine I thrilled people with my... I'm sure you did. I think it was like episode 36 or something. And we went through a load of different stuff to do with reincarnation. And one of the the bits of information I never actually got to in that, because we ran out of time, was about a person called Dorothy Edie, who said she was a reincarnation of an Egyptian uh, priestess. And her story's Pretty interesting. Fascinating. I know, fascinating. It's very interesting. Fascinating. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. Yes, listen along. It's just it's a bit interesting. So it's like, I'm fucking hell, it's a little bit interesting. Well, it's interesting and, okay, it's fascinating. She says she was a reincarnation of a, an Egyptian priestess and she ended up dedicating her life to Egyptology. Yes, she and did. And we're going to talk a little bit about her. Right, I'll begin. Dorothy Eady 
Dorothy Louise Eady was born on January the 16th, 1904, in the London suburb of Blackheath, the only daughter of Reuben Eady, a master tailor, and Caroline May Frost Eady, was obviously her mother and father. Basically, she had a serious fall down the flight of stairs in 1907, so she was like three years old. There is one account as a medical doctor pronouncing her dead. Apparently, she fell down the stairs and he pronounced her dead. The family doctor pronounced her dead. And uh, they were amazed to see that she'd actually, they were like going to arrange like, you know, funeral and stuff like that on the day. But apparently they walked back into the room and she was like awake and going like, oh, blah, blah, blah. So she hadn't actually died. Um, afterwards, after this happened, she began exhibiting strange behaviours, asking that she be brought home. She had also developed foreign accent syndrome. This caused some conflict in her early life. So basically she started getting some, like she was, she, uh, she, she thought started, she was speaking French or I don't know. Egyptian, maybe. Egyptian. Like Arabic. She had like an, or, no, or whatever. Yeah, it she doesn't say what it is. She just she developed really, does different, it? different, I think it's a different accents. It's not just one. So she's got some sort of. All right. So well, she does, she, she, she started. Anyway, this caused some conflict in her early life. A Sunday school teacher requested that her parents keep her away from class. Because she was talking, she was talking Arabic. Because she had compared Christianity with heathen, ancient Egyptian religion. Brilliant. She was expelled from a Dulwich girl school after she refused to sing a hymn that called on God to curse the swart Egyptians. <laughs> her regular visits to Catholic Mass, which she liked because it reminded her of the old religion, were terminated after interrogation and visit to her parents by a priest. So, carry on? I don't, so right, looking so at yeah. that, she's, she's saying the... Um, was it the Christians was like this heathen religion because obviously part of her life now she thinks she's a, a reincarnation. Yeah. she is a reincarnation of an Egyptian priestess. She remembers yeah. being back in ancient Egypt. So there's the, obviously the Egyptian what they follow all their practices, but then there's like this heathen religion that's coming about. Or does that make sense? Yeah. So it... so would it be like the the religion of the sl no, I know, slaves, slaves or maybe yeah. even the lower, like a lower caste or people from a different well, place yeah, that maybe something into Egypt, maybe as slaves. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So, so she, she remembers that the, the hit that as the heathen religion. Well, she did it. She liked, she liked the Catholic mass because it reminded her of the old religion. Yeah. Like that, she liked, but she didn't like the Christians. She liked the no, Catholic stuff. She didn't say she didn't not... like it. She just said the Christians reminded her of like oh, the, sorry, the yeah. heathens. She, about them like yeah, yeah. so she obviously she was getting like shit for it although i suppose but, the catholic mass could also represent um like some of the ceremonies in egypt with all yeah, that's, the, that's the point decorations she, and the... she, she liked she liked that stuff she, yes. she was like going to the catholic mass because it was like all ceremony and pamp yeah. ceremony yeah. pomp uh, pamp and pomp 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 and pump. pomp your pump um okay so, right so after right. Go on. You want to carry on? No, no, go on. Right. After being taken by her parents to visit the British Museum and observing a photograph in the New Kingdom Temple exhibits room, the young Edie called out, There is my home. But where are the trees? Where are the gardens? The temple is that of Seti I, the father of Ramesses the Great. Uh, she ran about the halls of the Egyptian rooms amongst her people, kissing the statue's feet. After this trip, she took every opportunity to visit the British Museum rooms. There, she eventually met E.A. Wallace Fudge, 
who was taken by her youthful enthusiasm, enthusiasm and encouraged her in the studies of hieroglyphics. I think Budge was a archaeologist. Yeah, Egyptian archaeologist, wasn't he? Mm. Okay, so she's gone into the... Uh, she's basically gone... She's been taken for a trip to the British Museum and she's gone... But, uh, you know, basically knew, she knew, you know, like it was like being home and she knew exactly what these sort of, I suppose, the deities, the deities and stuff were. It's where she belonged. She yeah, felt. basically, she, she, she felt like she belonged. Um, between, the, uh, yeah, yeah, between the ages of 10 and 12, she spent much time at the museum as possible. After narrowly escaping a bombing of a dance school in London during the First World War, she was sent for safety to Sussex to help out at a grand mother's farm she was able to find books on egypt at the eastbourne public library which sustained her during those years so that's obviously sort of 1914 uh, to 18 oh pardon me i wonder how much ex if she had any exposure to egyptians before going to the museum probably not it doesn't really matter does it like she, she's she's before so she must have been younger than 10 and she might have had, it's not like she could watch films and stuff back then. Yeah, she might have been able to read some books and stuff. But being a girl as well, she probably wasn't encouraged that much to read Egyptian and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it, I mean, how much literature could someone have had? What did her parents do? It doesn't really, does it say? I don't. It doesn't really say. I think they, there were uh, some problems. Obviously, the Taylor, problems. They were, they were, um, just middle class. They yeah. were, uh, the parent uh, mother was a tailor. Mother was a tailor. That's to deal with her problems at school because she just was, wasn't yeah. getting along. About so, out so of place, I suppose. Maybe because she wasn't, you know, like, and she'd have trouble with the church and stuff like that. Maybe the parents were like, okay, we'll take her to the British Museum as a distraction. Maybe she was starting talking about stuff and they thought she'll like that stuff because of, you know, maybe she was talking about it before she's even expected. Well, she obviously was, wasn't she? Um, oh, yeah, guess this is fascinating or interesting, even. At age 15, she began having visitations from Pharaoh Seti I and recurring impressions during adolescence of being in an Egyptian environment. She recalled suffering significantly from nightmares and uh, sleepwalking, which she was committed to a mental hospital for observation several times. So, just for sleepwalking, she they sent her to a mental home. Mental hospital. Well, she had nightmares in, as well. So I think it was, I think it's generally just difficult. Yeah. In 1920. Been rather difficult. Sorry. Been what they done back then to a woman? Much, the yeah. um, sanatorium with you, love. Yes. Behave like a lady. Yeah. In 1920, Dorothy continued to read and visit museums and archaeological sites in Britain, such as Stonehenge. At the age of 27, she moved to London and took a job with an Egyptian public relations magazine for which she wrote articles and drew political cartoons which reflected her passions for Egyptian political independence from Britain. During this employment, she met an Egyptian student named Iman Arul Megud, with whom she kept up a correspondence after he returned to Egypt. Eventually, he proposed marriage at the age of 29 over the objections of her parents. She accepted and in 1933 booked passage on a boat sailing for Egypt. Can I just say... Um, I've read some other um, story about this when they said at age of 15, she began having visitations from Pharaoh City. And that made it quite clear that the visitations were physical, like she was having physical relations like, or sexual relations with um, basically okay. City the First. It wasn't just he just turned up and read her fucking bedtime stories. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, it will do later when you find out what, who... Um, 
who who she's reincarnated from. Go on, do you want to carry on? Um, yeah. Boat sailing for right. Egypt. So she got to Egypt. Egypt. She kissed its soil upon landing and felt she had come home to stay. Upon her marriage into the upper middle class Egyptian family, she received the name of that Bulbul, the nightingale. She named their sons, because they had a son, Seti, after her favourite king, and she acquired her popular name, Omseti, mother of Seti. Well, that's what she was known. Eventually, she gets known by all the people of where she stays around the pyramids and in the um, the temples and that, where she's doing the archaeological stuff. After right. a chance, oh sorry, I wasn't sure if you carry no, on. on. You can carry on. After a chance meeting with George Reisner's secretary, who commented, who commented on her apparent ability to charm snakes, and told her that spells on such power, told her that spells on such powers were in early ancient Egyptian literature. I don't understand that. After a chance meeting with George Reisner's secretary, who commented on her apparent ability to charm snakes and told her that spells on such powers were in early age. All right, okay. So there were in early ancient Egyptian literature, there were spells to charm snakes. Yeah. And she said she, said she, she seemed yeah. like she had the ability to charm snakes. So where did well, she get that? Yeah, right. That, that's it. Yeah. I'm saying he visited the Fifth Dynasty Pyramid of Unas. Klaus Bear recalled her piety when she accompanied him on a visit to Saqqara in the early 1950s. Um, when she bought an offering and took off her shoes before entering Un Una's pyramid. Oh, pardon me. She continued to report apparitions and out-of-body experiences during the time, which caused friction with the upper-middle-class family she had married into. They thought she was bonkers. Yeah. Carry on. It's like a bloody English woman. What's she doing? Yeah. Well, Shut probably... up, woman. She's like, I'm having were... visions of Seti still. She would have been, I'm presuming, I presume they would have been Muslim. I, I, I'm presuming, you know, Egypt. Yeah, I don't know. You I would mean. think so. Yeah. Then it would have been like, you know, witchcraft and all that stuff. I don't yeah. know. How, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. She how seemed like she had true. quite a, a strong spirit in herself. To, like People weren't oh, yeah. going to tell her what to do. She knew what she no, wanted no, to no. do and she went she, out and done it. She, she pretty much did do it till the day she died. We find yeah. out. Um, so her husband took an offer of a teaching job in Iraq in 1935 and the couple separated. Okay. Later she... Well, that doesn't really... So they separated because he took the job or just... Yeah, she didn't want to go to Iraq. She stayed in yeah, Egypt. Basically. Yeah. Later she obtained work in the Department of Antiquities as a draftsperson, the first woman ever hired by the department, and worked for Dr. Salim Hassan, who had discovered Queen... Quen... Quite, I don't know how to say that. Uh, Kent Kowas? Kent Kowas. Okay, I'm not sure. Nailed it. Tomb, um, nailed it, bro. Tomb had published 10 volumes on his excavations at, at Giza, which he credits Dorothy Eady for her drawings, editing and proofreading and indexes for the three other volumes. So she was absolutely, you know, prolific in, you know, what, 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 she, what she knew, basically. I don't think there's, I don't think in this actual text we've got here, it says, but there's other, um, like, reports where any archaeologist who dealt with her said that she was a really good, also a really good archaeologist she wasn't just like some mad woman who went out no, and lived no, in no. egypt and was like oh, i'm i'm a priestess whatever she actually was an archaeologist as well she, she done knew the her proper, shit yeah she put in the work she done the proper processes and that she was a uh, a scholar in her own right and she took people to tell them where you know like uh, i think it was like her gardens that she professed to have I been is you might be in the text or something yeah okay right um where did I fucking, where did I get up to? Sorry. 
1951, Dorothy was hired by Dr. Ahmed Fakhri, who in charge of the Pyramid Research Project at Dasher. There she did some restoration work in tombs as well as kept the catalogue of what came out of the Dasher sites. She still helped Egyptologist Salim Hassan with his publications. Doifidi lived in Cairo for several years before travelling to Abydos. She set up home in Arabet Abydos, which sits in the cradle of the mountain Pegabagap. The ancient Egyptians believed this mountain led to Ameti and the afterlife. Ah, uh, okay. It was here that she began to be called Omseti because it was customary in Egyptian villages to refer to a mother by the name of her eldest child. Okay, that makes sense. She catalogued and translated the inscribed blocks from the ruins of the ancient palace and magazines at the site and prepared drawings and plans of the architecture of the Seti temple. She located the temple's garden, that was, a, yeah, the one, uh, garden just where she had previously imagined she would find them. She spent months in the ruined temple of Ramesses II copying down every inscription. Omseti... Adap adapted very well to life among the peasants in the primitive village. She also displayed some remarkable abilities. For instance, she was not afraid of cobras, and even fed them like pets, and used ancient spells to spellbind them. Due to such powers, the local villagers regarded Omseti as a witch and feared her powers. However, since she had been outgoing friendly, she was soon sought out by tourists and visiting scholars alike. So you've got so the whole snake charming thing coming back again yeah. there. Yeah, so she... Um, Which is the ancient know, spells that she learnt. And for a, woman, for a woman, you know, like in just a, you know, holding her own, especially back then, you know, it must have been a very powerful presence, you know, you would have mm. thought. Um, Hora's story of her life. I don't know what that even means as a subheading. During her early period, she reported nighttime visitations by the apparition of Hora. Okay. He slowly dictated to her over a 12-month period the story of her previous life. Oh, okay, all right, okay, got it. So basically, Ra, Hora came to her and told her about her previous, you know, who she was in her previous life. The story took up around 70 pages of cursive hieroglyphic text. It described the life of a young woman in ancient Egypt called, uh, yeah, I couldn't get this either, uh, Bentrishite, I think that's how you say it, Bentrishite. Yeah, who had that. reincarnated in the person of Dorothy Edie, Bentashite, Harp of Joy, is described in this text as being humble origin, a mother, a vegetable seller, and her father, a soldier, during the reign of Seti I, which is 1290 BC to 1279 BC, when she was free, her mother died, and she was placed in the temple of Kom el Sultan because her father could not afford her. There she was brought up to be a priestess. When she was 12 years old, the high priest asked her if she wished to go into the world or stay and become a consecrated virgin. In the absence of a full understanding without practical alternative, she took the vows. During the next two years, she learned her role in the annual drama of Osiris's Passion and Resurrection, a role that only virgin priestesses consecrated to Isis could perform. One day, Seti I visited and spoke to her. They became lovers. He spoke to her. He was like, how you doing? They became lovers, eating the uncooked goose, an ancient Egyptian term that has been compared to eating the forbidden fruit. When Batrishite became pregnant, she told the high priest who the father was. The high priest informed her that the gravity of the offence against Isis was so terrible that death would be the most likely penalty at a trial. Unwilling to face the public scandal of Vasetti, she committed suicide rather than face a trial. So, that, that was... Uh, so, the young mm, priestess got seduced by the king... Yeah, gets pregnant. She shouldn't um, be. She's meant to be a virgin. Her. Yeah, confesses. Oh, she's in, oh shit! 
yes, he's insulted um, Isis. Don't insult the gods. And then she uh, basically taking it upon herself to to to, to um, avoid in embarrassing her uh, king or whatever. She's probably told. You'd imagine. I mean, it doesn't say that. But no, because this, herself, the but... stories the stories relate to her by Ra. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so this is going to be the truth, isn't it? It's not going to be a yeah. made up. Otherwise, he would probably have told her. You know, you yeah, were murdered and blamed on oh, someone else. It's not. Just my cons just conspiracy guy, me. Yeah. <laughs> Even <laughs> when a god's telling you the story, you don't trust yeah, it. It's like, nah. Do you trust a god? In 1960, in 1960s, Edie began to write a series of articles and reports for the American Research Center in Egypt that revealed the endurance of the ancient folk and religious traditions as they manifest themselves in the daily lives of her village neighbors. She retired in 1969, but continued to guide tourists around the Seti Temple. During sleep, she frequently had visions of the past that often proved to be quite accurate. Her belief in reincarnation was put down to art harmless bee in her bonnet and she did not try to convert anyone to her religious or psychic ideas so obviously it wasn't like they didn't believe her basically or even if they did it, or... yeah, i thought she was a crazy lady yeah oh, in she's just a crazy lady crazy don't mind her she suffered a mild heart attack and in the aftermath decided to sell her old house and move into a zareba a ramshackle single room made of reeds Ahmed Solomon, the son of the one-time keeper of the Temple of Seti, built a, te a simple mud-brick house adjacent to his family home where Om Seti moves and lived as part of the Solomon family. She reported in her diary that on her first moving into her new home, Seti I appeared and carried out a ritual that consecrated the habitation, bowing relevantly towards small statues of Osiris and, Os and Isis she kept in a small shrine niche. During this visit, Seti described the one and only time he saw the god set his namesake. As a prelude to meeting Set, he fasted for ten days before entering the Chapel of the Great Strength, where the god appeared with a beauty that cannot be described. On sensing that he was the spirit of all that was cruel and evil, Seti fled to the sound of mocking laughter from the god, never to serve Set again. He counseled that one should not serve an evil being, even if it appears to have a good or useful attribute or function. So this this the sense of it just felt evil, so he was like, nah, fuck that. It laughed yeah. at me. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's, it, right. it's also. I'd have gone. Right. Now go on, you say that, and then I'll tell you my story. I say it's also interesting. He says you shouldn't serve an evil being, even if it seems like it might be doing good. If you know it's evil, you shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't sacrifice yourself to that sort of thing, even Just, if. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he, there was, he, was, he was keeping good. Um, I don't know. He was obviously seemed like a good. He seems like a good soul etc mm. um I, I i i don't know if you recall but me having a um, a lucid dream or a very powerful dream many this reason i got my tattoo was um of uh, Foth appearing to me and it was like in 3d in like a, a raven form um in like a it was doing like uh, some weird crystal in a really weird crystal block and it was, was offering me power but I, it, the power was so great, I was too scared, and I ended up being too scared of the. Um, I was just, just too scared of Foth appearing to me in the dream. So I was like, I, was like, I, I haven't had that visitation again. It's a similar thing. Like it was like it was. It, the power was so powerful. Yeah. I, I I just said no. I don't want that. Anyway, just I don't know. should have taken it, bro. Could have been no, king of the really. world now. All the am, man. Could have been king of the mountain. Anyway, where was I? Where are we up to? Sorry, talking about myself. Yeah. 
Set he made several visits during the following weeks, during which he gave its opinion of the Greek story of Atlantis. Oh, a Cretan had once told him that the islands of the Aegean were the tops of the mountains from a great land that sunk into the Mediterranean. And the origins of Cyrus, our Lord, came from Ameti, whence he returned. So Meti is the afterlife. Yeah, but he also says that um, Osiris came from Atlantis, basically. Oh, yeah. Did he just say that? Yeah, it does. No. Yeah, it's great. No, no, no. Yeah. Says of Atlantis, oh. a Cretan had once told him that the islands of the, the uh, islands of the Aegean were the tops of the mountains of Atlantis, so it sunk below the sea, so it's only the tops of the mountains oh, that's still so, okay. so Osiris, Osiris and, came from Atlantis. Yeah, and the origins of Osiris, so Osiris was an Atlantean. Ah, great. I love it. That's, um, yeah, I love it. Observations. She reported how people would come to her looking for a cure for impotence. Oh, wicked. For these people, she would carry out a spiritual based on the pyramid text. It always worked. The use of Heka without Matt was contrary to the will of the gods, so she concentrated on healing people or ridding them of the effects of evil spells, according to the Acratians. Omseti wouldn't do any harm to anybody unless he or she did harm to her. Right, Heka, I think, is like magic, and Matt is something else. I can't uh, okay, remember. the use of Heka without Matt was contrary to the will of the gods, so she concentrated on healing people or ridding them of evil effects. I think Heka is... I can find this out. Hecker, I think, is their word for a type of magic. Right. And Hecker also translate Heku was a deification, the deification of magic. So it's like the god of magic. Not the god of magic, but magic as a god. Right. So it is magic, but in like a Egyptian form. And yeah. Matt was the ancient Egyptian concept of truth, balance, order. Harmony, law, morality, justice. So you can't prove, can't, don't use meta without no. uh, without the balance. But it's basically yeah. balance. So you don't use it to harm people, etc. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, All needs to sense. be in balance. Yeah. Uh, she said that unusual baby feeding methods used in modern times in Egypt, such as breast milk being supplied via bowl, echoed similar scenes from the pharaonic times. Okay. The side lock of youth, which ancient Egyptians' children wore, survived with some modern Egyptian peasant children who were left with a tuft of hair after the rest is shaved off during the first haircut. Ancient Egyptian boys were circumcised, probably the reason for of hygiene, and she believes this was picked up by the Jews, which in turn was passed down to modern Muslims. Many modern children's games and toys were also played by children in ancient Egypt. Omseti observed that a tree of extremity mentioned in the Quran with inscribed leaves compares with ancient Egypt temple scenes in which a god is shown inscribing the royal cartouches on leaves adorning the tree of life. Interesting. Interesting, definitely. Fascinating, even. <laughs> Unique, uniquely from Muslim land, Omseti noted that the modern Egyptian villages had a custom of highly visible form of mourning. She attributed this to Egypt's heritage, ancient heritage. Such customs were first recorded in the pyramid text during the 3rd millennium BCE. She compared other modern rituals of death with ancient practices, e.g. keeping watch with the dead, even though it is a, uh, as a variance with official Islamic teaching, performing the dead, perfuming the dead, sorry, boats in tombs, lights for the dead, the modern peasant practice of placing bread on the beer of the dead and washing clothes of the dead. 
like they used to do this the sort of so it seems like despite them. being muslim they still kept some of the older yeah ancient ways that were associated with the ancient egypt because that's what they are yeah interesting Omseti observed that in lower modern Egypt, old-fashioned people believed that the stars in the night sky represented the dead. Yeah. And notes how in the pyramid text, the royal deceased were also thought to be stars. The practice in Omseti's time of not cutting hair or shaving as a sign of mourning is also echoed in ancient Egypt. Though it does not form part of official Islamic teaching, she noted the widespread belief amongst modern Egyptians, educated and undereducated, that each human had a quirina, a spiritual component, which is separate from the soul. And she compared this with the ancient Egypt's belief in a person's car. Ancient Egyptians believed that the shadow of a person was an intrinsic part of human makeup, and Omseti noted that peasants of modern Egypt held similar beliefs and treated the shadow with caution. So you've got your soul and you've got your quarina ah because that's the be the bit that um can be left behind when you go what gets the... left with, with your body yeah okay a shadow your shadow so mm -hmm. it's like a shadow of yourself it's not you it's like a shadow mm. of yourself she compared the modern egyptian belief in uh afrit demonic beings who appear upside down with demonic upside down beings who appear in the primary text okay not sure that they are. Ancient Egyptians believed in Heka magic and used protective amulets with spells written on them. She compared this with modern practices performed by poor sellers in market squares in which verses of the Quran are inscribed on or tucked into amulets. It's like the um, anchor, isn't it? Hmm. I wonder, because she's making all these observations, I wonder how long before she started making these sort of observations, being in Egypt. Because, I mean, it could all just be research she's done, and then she's like, oh, that seems like it's very similar to stuff oh, yeah, I've read on yeah. these scrolls. It doesn't necessarily mean it comes from a, a being reincarnated in other memories. Although it might. No. Which, yeah, I mean, this this could be, I suppose you could, this could be anybody saying this, couldn't it? Is it, is it this, could be, yeah. Is it or, I mean, do we carry on with this then? Yeah, because I, I think okay. it's interesting. I'll just make an observation. There's no... Because she's saying this, it's not proof that she was a reincarnation no. of the priestess. Although it does seem that there was, you know, some things that she did know a lot about um, where she was, etc. Didn't she? The gardens, you know, is interesting. Where yeah, she says the just... gardens should be here, and then they've done research and they found out that there was gardens there. Yeah. Do you know what? I, uh, without, I mean, before I sort of, before I sort of carry on, it sound my like my observation is that she fell down the stairs and basically whoever was um what's her original name edith edith is it ed Who, whoever That's was ed a, yeah dorothy uh, uh, dorothy dorothy yeah so whoever was dorothy went left the body gone and um no i don't think i don't think i think i i'm just saying this this is what i think and and um uh, omseti walked in basically no, but I think, I think she, she was sharing. I don't. I think she's a completely different person. She, uh, Omseti came in, and um, I, I think that she was waiting to be reincarnated, or maybe got—I don't know how—whatever happened. Maybe because she broke the um, thing, with the <gasps> um, covenant. Thing? Well, okay. she became pregnant. You know, she—I mean, it was important, wasn't it? So she got sort of stuck or whatever, and then this is her opportunity to uh, redeem somehow to get through 
get to the afterlife with you know with seti the first yeah but you got no proof that one soul this got is... kicked out and another one came in my own um, you're you wishful thinking not wishful thinking i don't have to, it doesn't matter i mean well, it doesn't it, it does matter but it doesn't matter where did poor old dorothy go not poor old well she just went, went did she die there's no such thing as death well did as a huge, yeah, she you know, did yes. Dorothy potentially die? Yes. There was no soul in the body, and then yes. you're saying Omseti, or not Omseti, but the priestess, yeah, of her name was Omseti, yeah, mother of Seti. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she died, and then she basically reincarnated. She took over the body and breathed life back into it. Um, okay. right, sorry, never I, I never thought that. That's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Thank you. And uh, da, 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 right, both ancient and modern Egyptians commonly believed in spiritual possession and practiced techniques for freeing the victim. Examples survive from ancient times showing how a statue of a god, I can't say that word, propitiated with offerings brought the release of a possessed person. In modern times, the person who presides over such ritual is called a shakya, and similar to ancient practices, offerings are made to the spirit which has taken up residence in the person. An alternative way is a ceremony called, uh, oh, for fuck's sake, Baradiya, in which words are recited from the Quran with the patient immersed in the snake, uh, snake, smoke of incense. A Christian method involves a pilgrimage to a Coptic church at Mit Damasas. After 10 days without washing it, it is hoped that St. George will appear and pierce the patient's foot with which the demon will depart. Because that'll always fucking happen, won't it? Oh, I you mean, might. that's not. You haven't tried it? Um, it's interesting. Is it interesting? It's interesting you think... that they got these old. I suppose people would say oh. these are new ways of doing stuff. You know, if it's in the Quran yeah. or certain Christian practices, they'd, they'd think they're the first ones to come up with it, and God yeah. gave them that. But then you're looking back, and it's it's not actually that. It's coming from an older text from a, a more ancient time, a couple of thousand years before. Which may think... come from oh, yeah. time before that, even you know, passed to Egypt yeah. from Atlantis, from Atlantis, from whatever was before Atlantis. So do you think? Do you think that the 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 um, these things that they're doing are exclusive to the Egyptian area? You know, like where they are. Uh, you know, because you know the, the the particular things that they do. You know, like doing the charms. Would they do it in other Islamic areas, where they, or they, but they just more I sort of do it I don't in Egypt know. because of, you know, like, I mean, I know we're sort of pigeonholed in Islam, but it does seem to be, you, you, like, Christianity, you do the same thing, so, you know, because of the religion, but do, do you think they just do I suppose do the observations are more relevant to Islam because Egypt's Islamic. Yeah, no, fair enough. Mm. Right. Omseti believed in the curative powers of water from certain holy places, unless they've got, um, cancer in plastics in them yeah, she would heal herself by jumping into the sacred pool in uh, a siren fully in this a siren fully clothed friends report how she not only healed herself but others using this method a baby brought to her by distraught parents because of breathing difficulties recovered after using water from the siren so it is osirian i'm yeah. reported that she no longer needed glasses was cured of arthritis and appendicitis using the waters of the siren dubious Mm. I'm dubious about that, but you never yeah, know. If she's a, a reincarnated priestess, perhaps she can use those. I mean, yeah, but I, I we're I dubious, read, um... but also you believe in that sort of stuff. 
Yeah, no, so, no. What I'm saying, the, the other, the other report, the other story that I read was that she was in quite sort of bad ill health. You know, while okay. she was in this sort of mud hut for quite a bit, it didn't really talk about any of this um, self healing power. So, one, one but this same. could have been earlier in her life though, when she was getting into the when she went off and lived in the mud hut, she was getting starting to get on in the. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's not in um, chronological. Order. Maybe it's all bullshit. I don't think it's all bullshit. Along with Kent Weeks, she was interested and. In, I'll tell you what, if any of it's not, if any of it's, if she's reincarnated, that's just amazing in itself. You know, if that's, you know, proof of, if there's any proof of sort of reincarnation and that's, that's super, yeah. super, super cool. I mean, you know, you only need one thing to make it an amazing story. That That's, that's why, you know, like, um, one thing in court makes it all load of bullshit because they're telling the lies, but one thing that you can prove. Hmm. Makes it fascinating, I think. In my opinion. Anyway, along with Kent Weeks, she was interested in, in and very. Who is Kent Weeks? I don't He's know. He's an archaeologist. Okay. She was interested in very knowledgeable of the subject of folk medicine. He notes that she, she's definitely a bit of a witch, isn't she? Yeah. A bit of a wicker. He notes that treatments used today can be traced back through ancient Egyptian texts, which associated particular trees used with goddesses such as Hanthor and Isis. Omset recorded that long after the conversion of Egypt to Islam, the power of the old gods was still recognised. Unlike the gods associated with fertility, she noted that fear inspired in some modern Egyptians by a statue of the goddess Sekhmet, even though they were unaware of the ancient Egyptian accounts associated uh, with the destruction of mankind. So I suppose they got, before they re, in modern time, more modern times, they've re, what's it, translated the Egyptian texts to find out yeah. what who Sekhmet was, people were scared of the statues of Sekhmet. Just because it's like an... Uh, um, an the destroyer. In, yeah, an inbred, not inbred, um, cultural... In, yeah, cultural yeah, fear like, passed down. Yeah. It's in your genes, man. You just know. In your genes. Or maybe it was a big, ugly statue that just looked... Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't know like, what oh, Sekhmet looked like. Maybe, yeah, it was like a big crocodile god or something. It's like, yeah, it looks a bit freaky to me. Look it up while I'm reading. A common belief among village people relates to a bogeyman and terrorist called Baba and compares with the obscure ancient Egyptian god Wibi, who similarly invoked terror. Villagers from the town of Arabet Abydos reported occasionally seeing a large golden boat floating upon a one-time lake. Omseti noted the villagers were ignorant of the ancient Egyptian mystery play once enacted at Abydos involving uh, a Neshmet boat. The villagers obliviously observed the apparition where once had been a sacred lake so it's like ghost lake hmm. uh ghost boat or whatever yeah on city detailed many other modern practices transmitted down from ancient times in short articles written between 1969 1975 these were edited and published by egyptologists oh sorry egyptologist nicole b hansen in 2008 under the title on is living egypt surviving folk ways from pharaonic times with a forward by Kent Weeks and induction by Walter A. Uh, On reaching the age of 16, 1964, Omiseti was faced with mandatory retirement by the Antiquities Department and advised to seek part-time work in Cairo. She went to Cairo but only stayed one day before returning to Abydos. The Antiquities Department decided to make an exception to their retirement age rules and allowed her to continue her work Abydos for a further five years until she retired in 1969. Her pension of £30 a month was supplemented by needlework sold to friends and tourists who also bought gifts and clothes, food and reading materials. 
Obviously, he got to know all the leading Egyptologists of her day during her stay in Abydos, and they were impressed by her knowledge of ancient Egypt. Klaus Baer of the Oriental Institute commented that she had visions and worshipped the ancient Egyptian gods, but she understood the methods and standards of scholarship, which is unusual, not is usually not the case with nuts, nor did she desire to convert anybody. So basically, she respected how, like you were saying earlier about how to do it scholarly, but she still done her ancient Egypt, yeah. you know, worshiping and stuff like that. But she so despite people thinking she was bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. She spoke of Ramesses II, son of Seti the first, whom she always saw as a teenager, as when Ben Trishit first knew him. She regarded him in common with other Egyptologists as the most slandered of all the pharaohs because of biblically derived accounts describing him as a pharaoh of the oppression and the slaughter of baby boys, traits which are contradicted by contemporary records. So is he the one with the uh, Jews who basically the Passover? Yeah. Right? Is that that one? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Omseti had once said, death holds no terror for me. What are you saying? I just do my best to get through the judgment. I'm going to come before Osiris, who will probably give me a few dirty looks because I know I've committed some things I shouldn't have. Because the Muslims and Christians would not let a heathen be buried in their graveyards, Omseti built her own underground tomb decorated with a false door. Through this door, the car was believed to travel between the world and the next, and it was engraved with an offering prayer in conformance with ancient beliefs. The staff in Chicago House gave her an oh, the staff of Chicago House gave her an invitation, Shawapti figurine to place in the tomb. On the tenth of April, nineteen eighty-one, she gave away her two cats as her condition deteriorated. On the twenty-second of April, nineteen eighty-one, Omseti died in Abydos. The local health authority refused to allow her to be buried in the tomb she had consecrated. So she was interned in an unmarked grave facing the west in a desert outside a Coptic ceremony. Why would they not let her be so well, fucking... Well, I suppose they're just one of those Because it would be things. proof that there's, it's not Muslim, it's ancient Egyptian. Yeah, so maybe. Disgusting. So she's probably I suppose they probably be... thought someone's going to raid the freaking tomb at some point in the future. I don't know. You know what's going to happen? Yeah. She's going to have to get reincarnated again, isn't she? Because she's been screwed over again. So she's probably floating about or, you know, stuck where Maybe, she's Maybe, I don't stuck. know. She seemed to have to try led and get... a good life and um, served Egypt in a good way, I suppose. Yeah, but she's still... Oh, she might not. She didn't, she she didn't have her tomb with her... Um... Doesn't matter. I don't know if that really matters. I think well, maybe the building of it, the building it of it was it might be enough. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah, because, yeah. Imagine that, your whole life dedicated to literally just... Um, like she did in uh, actual previous life so how do you feel about that about what i don't know the whole sort of story like i think it's cool is that it think... you just think it's cool well yeah i think it's interesting like the i don't know whether she just got the the buzz for egypt when she was a like a teenager like a yeah. young teenager she was just an incredibly just... smart person who just yeah. absorbed right. everything maybe she did have visions of what she was Thought were Egyptian gods, and maybe, maybe she got visited by Egyptian gods. I don't yeah. know. In that sense, I don't know. Yeah, she could have done. Or she may, maybe she read, maybe she read a story of this a girl, you know, the Egyptian, and 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 then she like incorporated that. Maybe she had. Well, like looking a, into her, I never found any reports of like a because usually you would find someone. Oh, there's this story that she may have based her. Yeah, this story, you know, the priestess and that. On, I never saw any reports that someone had come up with that. So I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Definitely, um, 
yeah i mean it's like it's not just it's not just um oh i reincarnated and i was in a plane crash and you know it's a very long detailed yeah you know there's 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 quite a lot of although she did go to egypt and she was studying egypt and like getting more immersed into the law and that before she apparently got visited by ra who told her what her who she was a reincarnation of that's true yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I, yeah. She just, yeah, because she didn't know, did she? She knew she wanted to be in Egypt, and she went there, but she didn't know who, like, who she... Hmm, Before she yeah. got there, she didn't know who she was. I suppose that'd be a lot like you have these feelings, and then you go and get, like, past life regressions, and you don't mm. know until that happens, do you? Yeah, mm. definitely. Well, I, I feel, let's talk about us, whatever. I don't know. You, when you go to places, you feel at home, don't you? Cornwall. When I went to Cornwall for the first time, still feel felt very much like that was a place where I had been home uh, previously. Greece, but I don't know because Greece is just so fucking beautiful. Whenever you go there, so it's you know you like want Cornwall it to be as well. Yeah, Cornwall as well. I suppose it's like maybe a little bit of wishful thinking, you know. Because I mean, uh, with again with the Cornwall thing, I I wasn't so deeply involved in spiritualism when I went there. I'm, I mean, I've always been a bit, but I, it really did feel couldn't express it any more than felt like you know it was home without any having any there's no i've got no i've no reincarnation i've no past life uh memories etc i've had lots of dreams about stuff but not to do a cornwall as far as i know so anyway i mean have you got any places that you've been that you thought wow you know like no i don't think put, so put your, put your feet in in the soil and it, you know you could it feels like you're very much attached to no where that is no okay fair enough i haven't been anywhere you've been plenty of places yeah but i haven't been anywhere where i felt that i mean i've been to places that are beautiful and you think yeah oh, so lovely. But i want not my here but yeah nothing like not, nothing like yeah no, fair enough yeah attached to my soul i mean i i haven't been back to cornwall since then so that was you know many many years ago now like 20 odd years ago so i'd like to go back just to see if there's and it with my you know into meditation and stuff not that much, but I mean, my dreaming and stuff like that, maybe I could pick up something. Uh, Greece, again, I don't know, wishful thinking. Yeah, but that's not, that's not do with Greece. That's because it's the, um, what's left of Atlantis. Uh, probably could very well be yeah. that. Do you sort of the think as well? The yeah. of the Aegean. And yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, maybe. You're an Atlantean. I like it. I like it a lot. You like that? I like it. I like it a lot, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, do you think she's a re- really is a reincarnation? Where's your, so. your cards, man? Oh, they're not. Don't worry, then. I mean, it, it'll it'll mess with the uh with the, the stream of the show if I go up and yeah, don't bother. Yeah, no, I've got no um. Push. Uh... So yes or no? Reincarnation. Know. Yes. Or wishful thinking. No, def- I'm going to go with reincarnation, definitely. Yeah, Me certainly. too, why not? If there is reincarnation, yeah. then that's one of the cases yeah. of it. Yeah, that that that's, yeah, I love it. I like it. I like Edie. I'll have a, maybe I'll have a little Egyptian dream or something tonight. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Cool. Um, Yeah. That's it for this episode, then. We're, that's um, it. That was good. We enjoyed that. On set, he is out. Uh, we'll be... Anyway, you can find us on Twitter, mostly on Twitter. Um, You've done a lot of stuff on Twitter lately, haven't you? You've been yeah. Have I done? Out there. 
Yeah, yeah, and no, I've been, I've been, you know, putting some just, um, you know, I've just, you know, not just the chemtrail stuff. <laughs> yeah, I should always get something going. going. We're picking up some followers. I think we picked, we, we're up to like 800. I think we dropped, lost a few as well when people realized what the fuck they were following. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, probably. You know, we've got a few and I get, you know, got some good responses and stuff like that. Oh, I don't know. You can email us, oh, beaconspire.com. You know, you know, anyway, we will be back and catch you all next week, hopefully. Next Thursday, I think. Yeah, probably Thursday. Because we're going out on the Pierce Friday. So, um, cool. <laughs> so there's no right,